welcome to A Life Shared, Parent Helps and Renovations. Whether your kids are three months old or 33 years old, we can live with each other in a way that gives life. That's A Life Shared. I'm Ellen Martin. Glad you joined us. During our fourth year of marriage, I was visibly pregnant with our third child. He was pouring himself into his business, Andrew's Construction and Remodeling. And businesses, well, they take a lot of energy, a lot of work to to get going. I was still in graduate school at Asbury Seminary, finishing a second degree. And and here I was with two littles and a baby growing within. I was visibly pregnant. And friends, it was hard. And it wasn't just hard because he was pouring into his business and I was in school and we had two little children. It was hard because we had not learned how to love one another. We had not learned how to choose one another. And I was really weary and doing good. So I picked up the phone and I called my mother and I said, I can't do this anymore. And I'll never forget the moment I was sitting on a bench that was supposed to originally be a small coffee table and we had put it at the end of a kitchen counter top. And it was under a window where my kids sat and watched birds on the birdhouse outside of it that my husband hung. And I was sitting on that bench and I'll never forget my mother's response. It was pretty immediate, but he's a good man. And you are going to learn how to do this. You two will figure it out together and you can't come here. She promptly hung up and I sat there and I wept because I knew in that moment that there was nowhere for me to go, that I was in a marriage that was really hard. So hard. My mother could see how hard it was. I had two young children. I was pregnant with our third and I didn't have an easy out. There was no other family to turn to nowhere else to go. And, and so I took a really deep breath and in truth, probably because I just felt stuck and didn't know what else to do. I stayed. After that, I decided that if I was going to stay, well, something was going to have to change. And I had asked and asked and asked that he would go to therapy. And the answer was always pretty much, we're smart. We can work this out. We will figure it out. But the truth was we weren't. We just weren't. And maybe two years later, I said one day, I'm not asking you to go to therapy with me. I'm going by myself because if I'm going to stay, I have to figure out how to be your wife and not be angry and and bitter. But I have one question. Why will you go for our kids, which we had done, we had gone to therapy for a kid or two at that point. I said, but why will you go for our kids, but not us? And it was really kind of rhetorical. But as he sat there in silence, I was disgusted in my hurt and I just walked off. And then something happened the next day, the phone rang and it was him. And he asked if I had made an appointment yet with a therapist. And I said, I'm not sure why you're asking since you're not going. And he said words I'll never forget. Well, if you'll let me, I'd like to come because I don't have a good answer to your question. And so in our seventh or eighth year of marriage, I've lost track at this point. I think it was our eighth year. We spent a year in marital counseling. I learned that year that I had anxiety that was not managed. I didn't even know it was truly a problem. Oh, my poor husband. (laughs) The chaos I created that he had so patiently endured. I got on medication for my anxiety and I learned that I didn't have to create chaos. That's all I had known growing up in my family with a dad who was an addict 
then a divorce, then my mom remarrying. I lived in families with chaos. And so when my own family, my husband and my children, well, we didn't have chaos. Well, if all you know is chaos, guess what you do? You create it. I can't tell you the number of times I have said to my husband, I didn't know. Then my husband, he did his own hard work. We were originally going to do this interview together. It would have been ideal, but you know that business he has? Well, he's a little busy. And in the end, we agreed it was really my story because as he said, Ellen, I never wanted to leave you. But when doing the counseling together, seeing the therapist every other week for a year, he would come home and he'd say, wow, I met somebody today. And he was a real jerk, kind of like that guy you used to be married to. See, he began to see himself. He began to grow too. And then the darndest thing happened. Things got a little better. Our ninth anniversary, well, it was the best anniversary we'd ever had. And my husband's like, you know, we should really celebrate this because it's our last single digit anniversary. This was a man who would forget that it was my birthday and give me a card. And when I said, is there a gift? Was offended because, well, at least he got me a card and he couldn't remember everything. This June, we will have been married 19 years. And the man is so proud of himself. And who he has become is someone who sees me and remembers me and significant moments in our lives and celebrates them with gifts. It was really funny. The last gift he gave gift he gave me, it was way over budget. I called a good friend and I said, remind me that I can't say a word to him about how much he spent on this. And she said, don't you dare let the man just adore you and be extravagant because you love it. And so does he. That's who my husband has become today. When he was once a man who defended himself for forgetting my birthday and not having a gift. Once the man who on Christmas Eve, as I put together the stockings for our children and for him, I said, hey, here's my stocking. And he's like, oh, I thought you got those things. (laughs) I'd never gotten my things for my stocking before. He'd always done a good job at stockings. I took a really deep breath. I think it was like 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve. And I said, you need to get your ass in the car and go get things for my stocking. Yes, I said that word because I was mad. But I also knew that he needed to do it. He needed to get it for me. He needed to know that he was choosing me and I needed to know it too. And our kids especially did. And the next day I had a stocking to open and the kids knew, at least the older ones did, that my husband, well, he had remembered me. Friends, being married is interesting stuff. I had breakfast with someone this morning and I was talking about this series and how you married long enough, somebody thinks about leaving and she's a younger woman and and she was quite surprised, but In sharing this series while preparing it, the episode most have really been looking forward to is this one, staying when you're tempted to leave. I'm so glad when I thought I had an out, my mother, she said no. I have thanked her every anniversary since that because the life that my husband and I share now as husband and wife, it's choking me up right now and how good it really is and how glad I am that I stayed when I was tempted to leave. As we shared that story one time with friends of not quite married 10 years, that, you know, I wish a friend of mine's mother had said that because her mother said, baby, you just come on home. And that marriage, well, it ended in divorce. Friends, when we stand up and we say, I do, it is no small thing. And if you listen to the other episodes, people who get divorced, it's not like they wanted to get divorced. They just didn't see another way. And I will tell you, as someone who has walked with dear friends through divorces, that truly there are times when 
there just aren't good choices and things like safety have to be considered. In a couple of weeks, we'll have a marriage therapist, Patrick Holly, who's going to talk about assessing where things are in our marital relationships and how do we move forward. So we're not just running away, but we're also not just bashing our head against a wall that won't change. That's what my husband and I had to do in a year of marital counseling. We had to find out the things we did that were hurting us and new ways of moving forward. Our therapist put boundaries on both of us, things I was not allowed to even address or speak to at the time because it just wasn't productive and things that Andrew couldn't see until we worked with her. And the irony is that watching people get divorced is part of what gave our marriage life. We we watched couple after couple take off their rings and set them down and walk in opposite directions from one another. And I'll never forget one day Andrew looked at me and he said, that could happen to us. It was like this epiphany that we weren't immune to the destruction of a marriage. And I smiled and I said, yeah, baby, it could happen to us. My biggest growth edge has been keeping my mouth shut. I think one of his biggest growth edges is seeing me and acting towards me in a way where I know he does and and learning to say I'm sorry and ask for forgiveness. It's funny because he says he's sorry and he asks for forgiveness and it's like a legit change. I say I'm sorry and I ask for forgiveness and I just do the same silly thing again because I am so slow to truly change. I see the harm I've done, I truly regret it and I swear if I don't do it again. And so as I've mentioned before, Man, is my husband patient and steadfast with me, slow to anger and enduring. And I've learned to be patient in my own right, to keep my mouth shut and to pray. Because while he is slow to see when he does, well, man, he turns the corner and it's done. He's off in a new direction and there is no looking back. I don't know where you are in life, if you're married or single or divorced or separated or remarrying, but isn't there an irony that... Through the stories of divorce, that a marriage can be saved. And I've also learned that through stories of marriage, those who are divorced, they can be encouraged and inspired that there is love that remains. So if you're tempted to leave, please don't just run to an easy base. Seek wise counsel and ask important questions. Are you safe? Are your children safe? Is your spouse still for you, but just doesn't know how to do that? Is it family of origin stuff that really can be worked out, even though it feels like it may be the undoing of you? Because sometimes we're tempted to leave, but the truth is we really need to remain. July 2020, I received a letter in the mail. I mentioned Andrew has a business, right? He had asked me for help a couple of years before that. I mentioned this in an episode of Life Better Ordered Part 1. Maybe it was Part 2 we got around to that one. Andrew asked me for some help and I said, honey, I, I just can't. And he kept going. And, and then sometime later, I got a letter in the mail and in it, I, I saw how much help he really needed. I walked on the side of our land, this area that he mows and leaves the rest of it so that we have beautiful wildflowers that grow on our property and habitat space for birds and rabbits. And as I walked that path, I wept and I cried. I called my mother and stepfather again. I wasn't considering leaving him. I just thought we should all pack it up and go. I'll leave a letter and he'll understand the significance of this. And and this time it was my stepfather who said, Ellen, you can't come here because if you come here, you can't work it out. And I can see that this is really hard and difficult. My parents went through something like this, but you got to stay to get through it. 
And so I found myself walking that path, my husband Mo's, sensing deeply Jesus's anger over the whole thing and his care for me, whispering to me, but you don't leave, you stay. That letter, well, it hangs on a board here in my office. It's to the right of me. It's why I know it's July 2020. We became a team in a way we never have been. And the joy we know as husband and wife now, well, it's beyond anything I ever hoped for, anything I ever dreamed of. It was so funny. We have all kinds of conversations. I mean, you don't write a book about conversations with kids and not have lots of conversation at your house. And it was hysterical because last night, we're talking about the workshop I had done around sex over in North Carolina last weekend. And it was so funny because the eight-year-old said, well, you all don't do that anymore. I said, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, you don't have sex anymore. And I laughed and my husband laughed and we both said, yeah, we do, buddy. And he just sat there in his confusions and was like, oh, us learning how to be a team in a way we never have been before. Well, it has been a gift to us in every way. In some ways, it's almost like we're newlyweds all over again, only we have all these children and these children, well, they get to watch and see that we aren't who we were. Once upon a time when my oldest was about nine, he was asked to write on one side of a piece of cardboard what life was like before Jesus and on the other side, what happened when Jesus did something. And my son's idea was, my parents used to yell a lot, but now they laugh a lot. He was three when I was pregnant with our third and called home wanting to leave. And my mom said, you guys can do this. And I had nowhere to go. And six years later, my son's testimony of Jesus and his life was parents who went from yelling to laughing. And now we laugh together so much more than we ever did. We have conflict. We talk through it and we keep going because we decided all over again. And in a way we had never known we would need to before to choose each other as conflict invited us to be torn apart. So that's our story. Should I say my story? I was tempted to leave, but I stayed. My husband and I learned to choose each other in ways we never knew we would need to when we said I do. And this summer is our 19th anniversary and we're already planning for our 20th. And with an oldest graduating next year and four more in line right behind him, we're loving the life we live, but we're also dreaming about the years ahead when it's just us again. So wherever you are, if you are safe, if your children are safe, and things are really hard, and you're tempted to leave, and your partner, your spouse chooses you, but has forgotten how, find all the support you can and lean in. Thanks for joining me, Ellen Martin, for this episode of A Life Shared, Parent Helps and Renovations. I hope in some way it helped you live with others in ways that give life. That's a life shared. It's what we were made for. Thank you.